This is Cleveland Stage Door. Please welcome our hosts, Jimmy D and Stacy. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. We are back. Stacy, this is two weeks in a row. This is I Cleveland know. Stage Door. We are on a roll. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, last week, we got to talk to Nick Drake from Back to the Future. This week, Stacy, who are we talking to? We have Aileen Maya Gauthier. I said that wrong, but Maya Gauthier? Sure. Maya Gauthier. That Goitia there. I'm going to say it right. I promise by the end of this interview, I'm going to say it right. Um, Aileen, you are playing Catherine in six. I guess I should specify because there's multiple Catherine. You're all Catherine. You're all Catherine, every single one of you. <laughs> you are Catherine Howard, correct? The fourth wife, unfortunately, be beheaded a little. Yeah, so I play Catherine Howard, who is the fifth wife of Henry VIII. Uh, she is the pink one, and she does indeed get beheaded along with her cousin, Anne Boleyn. That's a, and, that's a rough ending. And, <laughs> and to confirm, you love pink, right? That's what I just read? Oh, I love pink. I've been a pink girl <laughs> my whole life. Like, my, my favorite little stuffed plushie when I was little was a pink bear. So we were, we were in for the pink from the beginning. <laughs> It was meant to be. Yes. Um, so now I know this is the first time that we are all meeting. You probably don't know this, but my co-host Jimmy Davis is one of the biggest Six fans that I have ever yes. encountered in my life. <laughs> I love the show. It's so great. It's the soundtrack is just fun. Like that's the kind of show I love. I love fun shows, and it's not like your typical musical show. Like it's a it's a more of like a like a poppy concert type deal would you say would you agree with that yes i mean it's it's definitely the the structure of it is a pop concert and it definitely achieves that but even more than that i think it's like it's one of the few musicals that is legitimate pop music yeah because sometimes i think in musical theater we're like it's poppy and it's still like cluster chords and too many lyrics you know what i mean and we're like <laughs> it's not no like you're lying <laughs> Um, but you know, this show, this show, I mean, it's, it's such a bop, like every single song is a banger and it yes. just gets like these little hooks stuck in your brain. Like Toby and Lucy who wrote it are brilliant. They're brilliant. Yes, definitely. And, and your song of the show is all you want to do, right? Yes. I sing yes. all you want to do, which is if you don't know Sixth Musical, it's an eight minute monster song, um, Ooh. that I have the, the pleasure of singing every night. It's been it's one of the hardest songs I've ever had to sing. I'm not gonna lie; it's it's a challenge. But how did you prepare for it? Like that, well, that's a long song. So <laughs> it's a very long song, and basically, so Catherine Howard is the youngest of the wives, and she's the one that has kind of like the least historic record to go off of. Um, her life was really short. Uh, we don't even have a confirmed portrait of Catherine Howard that, like, we know for sure was her. They don't even know how old she was when she died. Oh, wow. So in a way, I think uh, Toby and Lucy, the writers, got the most uh, liberty with her because it was like, well, we got to fill in the gaps with something. And since the the expectation of Catherine Howard in British history is that she was uh, promiscuous and that's when she got beheaded, um, then they get to kind of flip that on its head and say, actually, like, she's she's incredibly smart she's incredibly intelligent it's just that she's young and she gets taken advantage of by these men around her so the the eight minute song pretty much tells the story of four relationships in her life um as she grows up and how ultimately she meets a horrible end at the end so 
I have to say, there are so many reasons why this particular character is one of my favorites. And you kind of hit the nail on the head that she she got to do a little bit more. This character, maybe not the real historical figure because we don't know, but this character gets to be, in my opinion, the sassiest one on stage. She tells stuff like it is. She tells her side of the story with like no abandon, just just goes out there and says what she wants. and And... I think, and you can quote me on saying this and the other girls will all get mad at me, but I feel like you have the most fun on stage. And if you don't, you sure look like you do. So how do you keep that up eight nights in a row? Or eight shows in a row, eight yeah. seven nights? <laughs> I mean, honestly, the thing with Katherine Howard is like, she's kind of the backseat driver of the whole show. Like once you kind of start paying attention to the things that she gets to say from the beginning, you know, like, the thesis of the show, well, the concept of the show is we're going to hold a contest for you. Like she gets that line. And um, after Catherine of Aragon finishes her song and says, hey, I won already. Like, aren't I fabulous? Catherine Howard is the one that says, ah, 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 wait, wait. Wasn't there another one that was really freaking famous? You know, and introduces <laughs> Anne Boleyn. Like things like that, Catherine Howard gets to kind of be like the backseat driver of the whole show. And then when it's her moment, she goes around and roasts everyone to filth, which I love. <laughs> That's got to be super fun for you. But now that we've talked about six quite a bit and we I could go on for hours and hours and hours, let's talk about some of the other amazing things that you've done because you definitely had a lot of lead up to get to be in six. Um, I was reading through that you have been on HBO Max You've been in Forbidden Broadway. You've been in In the Heights. I mean, aside from this performance, because obviously uh, it's one of the biggest ones, tell me about some of your favorites that you've done in the past. Totally. I mean, yeah, Six is definitely not only a career high as far as like the number of eyes that are on our national tour. Like we're going all around the country. We're going to 33 cities and we're selling out pretty much everywhere we go, which is incredible. So that has been really gratifying. But I feel really lucky that up until six, I got, I guess, kind of like increasingly challenging jobs that really kind of prepared me for how difficult six is, because this show is unlike anything else. Um, so right before this, I got to play Sally Bowles and Cabaret at the Goodspeed Opera House, which is like this gorgeous little theater in Connecticut that has so much history. That's where Annie originated, the original Broadway. Oh, cool. Annie. Um, so that was really cool. Cause I mean, that's like the triple threat role of a lifetime. Like we were doing the original Fosse choreography and I had to like screlt mine hair on top of a chair and like wear the heels and, you know, split your soul and heart open every single night. Yeah, so like it. super easy in itself. I that's, yeah, I that's mean, a gauntlet. <laughs> yes, in a way, in a way, it was this thing that like that is a role that I knew so well. I had been in so many productions of Cabaret, but never been Sally Bowles yet. But it was like in my bones. Um, and then before that, I got to do before the pandemic, I got to do Forbidden Broadway, which is this legendary. I mean, if y'all are Broadway fans and you don't know about mm -hmm. Forbidden Broadway, you need to check out Forbidden Broadway. It is this parody review show um, that kind of like upends the Broadway season. It's been going around since the 70s. Um, and I got to be part of Forbidden Broadway, The Next Generation, which was the season of the Oklahoma revival, Moulin Rouge, 
Um, that Irish play with 17 million children and a goose. Hades Town. So that was really fun because basically like in an 80 minute show with many, many wigs, I got to play Karen Olivo in Moulin Rouge. I got to play Rebecca Naomi Jones. I got to play um, all the children in the prom, you know? So so that that was really fun because you really learn how to like change your oh and i got to play bernadette peters that was my personal favorite because you know it's bernadette peters i mean what 20 year old doesn't have a bernadette peters impression in their back pocket come on now. <laughs> so, not any broadway kids that's for sure <laughs> so, so yeah that i think that show <clears throat> and because that was my first like show in new york that was also really stressful so i feel like the mental game of performing got really um conquered there in a way, because I was just like, well, Andrew Lloyd Webber is coming to our second preview, so you better make these jokes work, girl. Right. And, um, yeah. There's ha- There has had to have been some big names in this crowd, because every single person has been talking about Six from the moment that it debuted to the, I mean, right now we're talking about it. So have you had any experiences where you've walked out on stage and and looked out among the lights and gone, oh my gosh, that's them. Totally. Um, I mean, yeah, for Forbidden Broadway, for sure, because we were in New York. Um, that Andrew Lloyd Webber one is one I'll never forget. I like, thankfully they told me before, but swear to God, it was the second preview. Like it was, it was like, <laughs> oh, okay, here we go. Um, but that was really cool. We got to meet him after. Yeah, just like a lot of a lot of Broadway legends. I think Forbidden Broadway gets very like inside baseball, and a lot of the people from the same season will want to come like see their show. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we got to see what the parodies are. You know, you got to see exactly. what everybody is making fun of, what everybody loves the most. Because I always feel like, uh, and, and that kind of brings us back to. Uh, Catherine Howard, because one of the best things that you said and that I enjoy is that that moment of I'm going to roast the crap out of all of my friends right here on stage so everybody can see. I love that those little poking fun moments come out in this show. They come out in Forbidden Broadway. It's like if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at, you know? And it always always with love i mean like any any roast that like you really mean it that's not gonna play well i mean everyone can tell if two people actually hate each other you're just like you know so Mm -hmm. it has to be with love and i think ultimately the really cool thing about six is the reason the whole thing works is because you know the grand reveal at the end is that it's not a real competition it's a fake competition to show everyone how messed up comparing this is you know like that's the gag of it all is actually like we should not pit women against each other um but you know it's so fun to kind of play into that and then like rip out the rug under the audience and when they finally get it they're like <gasps> what? you know like it's so it's so much more satisfying than if it was just like let's just vote on who had it the worst yeah no absolutely absolutely and the energy levels that you need to have I, it's a 95-ish minute long it's like 85 it's short it's 85 minutes of how hard you're dancing, singing, acting, all of the costuming that has got to, it's beautiful, but it's got to, like that little stiff skirt you've got. It's nuts. 
how do you put all of that together and do it night after night after night after night? Like, what's the secret? Do you run on the treadmill and sing your songs? Do you take an energy drink before you go out? Like, tell me how to do what you do. I mean, look, the coffee is flowing. I travel with my own coffee maker. Uh, <laughs> that is my my tour hack is you have to have your own coffee maker because you can't depend on these hotels. Um, no, honestly, the biggest thing is conserving your energy. And for me, I think the six that the, the thing that six uses the most is my social energy mm -hmm. and my vocal energy. The body is just like, you just got to sleep and work out that, I mean, that there's just no, and, and eat really well as far as like nourishing yourself. There's no way around that. So that's kind of a given for any show, but for this in particular, we look into the eyes of the audience. I mean, it's a full concert. So, you know, if there's a girl in the front row vibing, like I'm gonna look at her, I'm gonna talk to her. Like all my jokes are going and, and I'm really trying to throw everything out to like the back row of the balcony. Cause I know that that's the cheap seats. And I know that like, those are always our biggest fans. The ones that are gonna, you know, we're going to Cleveland for five weeks. I know there's gonna be people that are gonna come see us every week for five weeks. I just Absolutely. know it. They're gonna sit it's in gonna the back. It's gonna be Jimmy, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> So I got to give the show to Jimmy because like you're the real fans, right? And they're all on the way in the back. And like, there's only so much social battery we have for each day. Mm -hmm. So I feel like since I spend it all on like 2000 people every night, the rest of the day, I'm like, no one look at me. I want to be alone. <laughs> and also I love talking. So if there's someone around me, I will talk to them. So that's another reason why I need to be alone so that I can like save save the skrelting for the evening performance. Right? That's one of the things, like, I, I talk for a living. I'm not singing. I'm not dancing. And at the end of the day, I'm, like, tired and, you know, quiet. My poor husband, he, he doesn't, he's like, what's wrong? You're not talking. I'm, I'm just tired vocally. Yeah. I couldn't imagine getting through 85 minutes of singing. And you said it was eight and a half minutes of your, your soliloquy that is you. And, and you know, and that part is simple. The hardest part of the show, vocally, honestly, is the harmonies. Because we're singing in six-part harmony or three-part harmony for most of the of the ensemble stuff. Mm -hmm. And luck of the draw, I got the top harmony. So, you know, from the top of the show, I'm just like, ah! Like, it's just so <laughs> high. It's so insane. Um, and thankfully, because of the way the show works, we have we have handheld microphones. That's the only microphones we have. It's not like a normal musical where you have like a little thingy thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, obviously, like this microphone is way more powerful than this one. Um, so we get to do a lot of control and effects and like volume watching with that. So I think it has taught me a lot of technique about like how to sing efficiently and not like blow it out because you're excited on a Tuesday night. Cause then you still got the whole rest of the week to go. And the Sunday night people deserve as much of a fierce show as the Tuesday night people. So you can't get like too excited. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Well, they're definitely going to get a fierce show from all of the video footage that I have seen of your tour coming around, everything that's going on. I have just heard so much back and forth of who's going are when are your seats what day are you going i'd go a, a second time i'd go a third time people in cleveland absolutely love this show and i cannot wait for you guys to get here have you been to cleveland before no i never have uh -huh. never never okay. but one of my roommates in college is from cleveland and he used to say it's paris so um, Okay, great. Of the Midwest, maybe. Yes. <laughs> Cleveland is the Paris of the Midwest. And I was like, all right, so he sold me on it. Let's see if it lives up. 
There, yeah. you gotta go. Uh, make sure that you get if you have some time, go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's like the big claim to fame around here, and it's wonderful and it's lovely. Um, if they get you out of the Playhouse Square area, um, there's definitely a lot to do in the city. But just walking around the city around Playhouse Square is one of my favorite things to do. You can always like run in good restaurants, good places to go. Um, I, so, I, question okay. I have. Um, so, question I have is. With this being, I think this is your first tour, what is one thing that you've learned over the time about touring of the difference of being at an, at a show or a playhouse and for a show? I mean, the craziest thing about touring is you don't really get real days off a lot. Um, my tour moves quite quickly. Usually we're doing two or one week maybe three weeks cleveland we're doing five which is like so glamorous um so we're gonna get a whopping four days off in cleveland which is like, nice. like we're so excited um so usually the hardest thing about tour is the fact that you're doing eight shows and it's always stacked on the weekend so basically like tuesday through friday it's a game you're just doing one show a day it's fine and then the weekend it's a sport because you're just trying to, you know, muster any energy you have left to do like four fabulous shows stacked. And then you finish and then you go home and you pack everything you have into your two stupid little suitcases. And then the next morning you wake <laughs> up and you carry them to the airport and you go to the next city. So that honestly, the, the like the the exhaustion turnaround into the travel day is the hardest part. You know, if you're stiff and you, you are like sleeping crooked on a plane, like the next day you're like this. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just kind of part of like it's the magic of tour that like you're just never bored. Um, and the audiences are so different in each city. And I've gotten to see so much of the U.S. that like I had never really seen before at all. Um, but it is harder on the body to not have like a true recovery day. Um, because... And like a home base, you know, you can only get so comfortable in a hotel room. Yeah. And honestly, it's like, I think now it, it took me like the first six months to really like learn how to tour and learn the things that I need. Um, so that, that has gotten a lot better, I will say. And, and then you also kind of start finding like the things that you can find in every city, for example, we, as a cast, we love cats. We have a lot of cat ladies. So every time we find a cat cafe in a city, we're going. We're going to go to the cat cafe because we all miss our cats from home, you know? So little things like that, like getting out and exploring and like, especially being outdoors right now that like the weather is nice. That is helpful because then you're really like excited about the travel part instead of being like so sad you're not home. Does that make sense? Ab no, absolutely. Yeah. Um you know, when you are always away from home, because I, I too travel a lot, when you are always away from home, I think finding those moments where you do uh, kind of find your, your road family and, and you find your little moment of zen at like, I might start going to every cat cafe I see because that's a great idea. It's great. Um, I highly recommend it. Right? You just get get a little cup of coffee, a little pet of like a fun little stray. I love all that idea. Um, I know we've had a couple of other people that say, you know, they keep their family close. They they get on to um, Zoom calls and things like that to, to keep the connection going. But I like that you guys go out together and have a connection to whatever city that you're in. I, I think that that's really special. We do. We do. And, you know, it's it's 
it's the it's that balance of like the show comes first so if you need to sleep nine hours today because you're so depleted like that's what you had to do today um but ultimately like we are each other's family on the road it's like this we're just on this eternal adult field trip um our company i think is 35 people and only six of them are men fun fact um so it's just like a bunch a bunch of ladies traveling the country um (laughs) and and we love each other so much. Like we really are each other's fan, and we've seen each other through dark times. And like it truly, it's like the highest highs, and then some really you know tough times when like you get somewhere and your Airbnb has roaches, and you're like, I'm homeless. Like <laughs> you know things like that. Right. It's just, it's road life. Like it's it's magical, but it's really it's really hard. Um, but that's why I feel like. I wouldn't call it trauma bonding, but we've seen each other at times when it's like we're we're gonna be we're gonna be tight for life because yeah, you're different. with each other forever. Absolutely, I love so, that so much. So from so from the show, what would you say your favorites? What would you say is a song that you wish you sang from the show? Oh yeah, Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I love, but also am very intimidated by Catherine of Aragon because she's first. So I love the song "No Way." It's so fun. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but because she is first and that song is no joke, she is singing and dancing. I think it's like the hardness of my song, but like compacted into only three minutes. Like it's just, it's dynamite. Um, and it's that thing of, I get lucky that like, if I'm not feeling, you know, if I have a tummy ache by the time 45 minutes went by, I'm good. You know, like by the time my song comes up, usually whatever I had going on worked itself out. Yeah. Uh, Whereas if you're at Catherine of Aragon and the matinee is at 1 p.m. on a Sunday and you're exhausted, well, you got to be the best version of yourself at 1 p.m. essentially, yeah. which is, is intense. So I really admire um, Jerry Ann, who is our beautiful Catherine of Aragon. She's a beast. She's a, she's a Broadway veteran. You know, like she, she has had years under her belt of doing this. Um, she's so disciplined and I really look up to her and, you know, like obviously like that role is great, but it's only great because you need someone with that discipline behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's so inspiring. Listen, we've only got a couple of minutes left and I feel like I could talk to you all afternoon, but I have to ask, cause it's the one thing I always love to hear. So if you could turn around and tell your eight, nine, 10 year old self what you're doing right now, what would you say? What would your reaction be? What do you think the little kid in you would be saying if they knew that you were going to be a part of this tour? I mean, you know, what's funny is we, my family moved to the U.S. when I was 10. So I do think like the, the, the little kid that I was at eight years old is very different than the kid I was at 10, just because like I moved from Mexico City. Okay. We weren't like out in the middle of nowhere or anything. Um, if anything, we moved to the middle of nowhere, Texas, <laughs> probably the biggest city in the Western hemisphere. But, um, I think, I think that's the age where like, I just discovered that I really loved singing and I finally became like brave enough to sing in front of people. Cause I was a very shy kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if anything else, I would just, tell my little self that like even beyond you know making a living or whatever it's just like you you became brave like you became bold and secure of yourself oh i and love like, that and like that's the thing that i'm the proudest of honestly it takes a lot of that's guts amazing. to do, to stand in front of people when you're like 
sick and you gotta sing the show anyway and you don't know what's gonna come out or you know what I mean like yeah it's, it's hard spiritually more than like just the discipline of what you're doing does that make sense absolutely and that's yeah. That's such a great, I, I think that's one of my favorite answers that we've had. A lot of people, you know, say a lot of self-reflection, but that's really cool that you're just like, you got, you got brave. You got brave enough to try and to do it. And here we are. Like you, you managed to get less afraid of the world. Cause I think a lot of people stay that way. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't, I, I don't know. We can psychoanalyze that all day long. Maybe it was the move <laughs> to the U S that just kind of forced me to like, get out of your comfort zone. Like you just have to make friends. And thankfully I, I did. But, um, but you know, I could have also just stayed a recluse my whole life. I don't know. <laughs> well, when you come to Cleveland, on that note, we can't have you be a recluse. As long as you're feeling up to it and your instrument is good, I will meet you at a cat cafe. I know where multiple of them are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can have a cup of coffee. We can chat even more. Thank you so much for being with us today. I, I liked the show prior to meeting you. I'm even more excited to go and see it now because you are so excited for it. Have y'all seen it before? I have. I have not. So this is my first time. It's all on Broadway. New York City. Yeah. Did you see the original cast or this? Uh The original cast. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to see see it again. It's one of my favorites, like I was saying. So. Yes. And, you know, our vibe is really different. Like, I think as a cast the vibes are just really everyone tells us that you know like every cast has their own thing i think our cast is very like we're really like scrappy and like clowning around i think that's our vibe so i hope you you love our take on it it's gonna be so fun (laughs) i cannot wait all right well thank you so much for joining us i appreciate it if you want to see sixth musical it is going to be a playoff square opening August 8th through September 10th, part of the KeyBank Broadway series. There is not a lot of tickets left. Uh, at the end of the at the end of the run, there's more available. Um, we appreciate you joining us, uh, and I'm very excited. I'll be there. I think opening night is when when I'm going to be there. So I got I got tickets for three shows. So honestly, come earlier in the run so that when you inevitably want to come again, you have time. Because if you come the last week and you fall in love with it, we're going to be sold out and then you just screwed yourself over. So like, let's be smart here. Come early. And then we're roading to the next city. We'll we'll follow you there. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And you guys are going to Toledo, which is only an hour drive from us. So like, (laughs) so so uh, one cool part is, is like Playoff Square, I'm not sure if you know this, is the second biggest Broadway house or musical house in the world next to New York City. So we have, we have, we're one short theater of matching New York City for the amount of theaters. Oh, for the amount of theaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. That's so cool. Yeah. So we, so, so like they have, they have um, like the biggest subscribers. They have over 40,000 subscribers for their Broadway series. So like wow. the the first like four weeks are almost completely sold out just as subscribers. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is I love the subscriber audiences because it's people that love theater that tend to be a little older so they might not know six. Mm-hmm. And that's when, for example, at the end of the Katherine Howard song, they tend those audiences tend to be dead quiet because they don't see what's coming. Mm-hmm. I finished my song and there's like no, no applause. Like <laughs> if they're just like, oh, like stunned silence. That's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, once again, August eighth through September tenth at Playoff Square at Connor Palace Theater. 
playoffscore.org for tickets. Um, and to leave it off, we have a special preview of the show. Oh. Uh, thanks to our friends at Six to Musical. So check this out. We'll see y'all next week. We are talking to Veronica from Angeliet. Um, so that's very exciting. So uh, thanks to y'all for joining us. We will see y'all next week. Take oh, care. I love Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> We will, we will. Yes. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Divorce. Beheaded. Die. Divorce. Beheaded. Survive. Cleveland Stage Door is a podcast produced by NEO Music Scene. Check out all the happenings around Cleveland on NEOMusicScene.com. A Jimmy D production copyrighted 2023 by Jimmy D Productions, JimmyDPro.com.